your host, Joy, as always. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a long time. <laughs> I think it's been about a month or so because I had um, Nichelle on for the last show, which was a lot of fun. Um, we got to talk about uh, her experiences as far as being um, being a blurred and being a part of Comic-Con and all of that stuff. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe it feels like it's just been a while since I've actually... Um, been on here to kind of address everybody. So I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be back, back on track. Yes. So like I said, today is episode eight. I like to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, liking, commenting, all that good and fancy stuff. And so today we are going to be talking about the power of authenticity. Um, And this is important. And we're going to talk about why it's important here in a second. But before we do that, I guess I should talk about updates, any updates that I have, any announcements. This is kind of like church before the spoken word, I guess. Um, But so what happened in my life over the past month that you guys have not been kept abreast on? So I'm one step closer in my dissertation journey, right? So I submitted my dissertation proposal to my committee. Um, and I defend on the 13th, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that will go well so I can start collecting data um, so that I can finish this dissertation, so that I can graduate, so that I can get a decent job, so that I can, you know, live live like an adult for a little bit. So that happened. Um, I also wanted up being a guest on another podcast um, who also the host, her name is Joy as well. So it was two Joys on one podcast, which was fun. Um, and her podcast is called Morning Joy. And so if you guys get a chance, you should check it out. She's on SoundCloud. She's also on iTunes. I believe, um, or Apple Podcasts. So if you guys get a chance, go 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 check that out. I kind of talked about blackness, talked about fatness, talked about all that good and fancy stuff. The stuff that I talk about here, I talked about there. So um, you know, if you need a double dose, go ahead and dip in and uh, and go ahead and check out Morning Joy. And so I think other than that, just been living my life, doing nothing. Because that's what happens when you're in grad school. Sometimes you don't really have a life um, when you have to be writing and, and things of that nature. I did finish teaching, which is always time to clap. So that's great. Um, but yeah, been chilling out. It's it's kind of dreary out and Labor Day is tomorrow. So whatever, I'm not sure if I'm going to be celebrating that. I might just be sleeping because sleeping is good. Sleeping is good for your heart, it's good for your soul, and everybody needs it. And why not? Okay? Why freaking not? So, we'll see, we'll see. I might cook out um, hot dogs, hamburgers, you know, that sort of thing. And then two-step the oldies, because that's that's kind of my thing. Um, It's hard not to two-step to Mays and Frankie Beverly, so I might do that. I might, yeah, because that's always good. That's always good. Yeah, and then, you know, and, and, and Michael Jackson, you know, his birthday, so that was like a big deal, but I didn't get to tell y'all about it because I didn't have a show, so I'm going to tell y'all about it now, and so, yeah, his birthday had passed, and I was, you know, reminiscing, I was two-stepping to that, so Mike might get put on the playlist for Labor Day, even if I don't do anything, I might just dance around my house and make good on that because there's never a bad time to celebrate the King of Pop. People who know me know that Mike is close to my heart. So, yeah. 
All right. So anyway, without further ado, let's go on and get on into this so that I'm not rambling because that's what I do. Uh, so yeah. So we're talking about the power, the power of authenticity. Um, I would like to 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 be clear about this as I venture out into this topic this morning. I want to say and be clear, right? When I say it and I mean it by saying that authenticity, right? Being real is your superpower, right? There isn't really too much else. I mean, that's going to be the takeaway of this episode today is to kind of stress the fact that being real, being authentic is your superpower. And we all have this superpower, right? We all have this possibility, this opportunity to be real in our everyday life. And it's important because being real is where your strength comes from. And so oftentimes, you know, particularly in society, we're taught that, you know, if you are a certain way, right, you train yourself to become a certain way. And this is like, this is your strength right? This is where people are going to like you. People are going to want to be a part of whatever it is that you're doing. Um, But nobody really talks about whether or not you doing those things are actually you being true to yourself. And so I think that, um, you know, whatever, as we get older in life, it's good to kind of go back and and be self-reflective about these things and kind of ask ourselves, um, is this really what you want to do? Right. Not just, you know, you're going to do a bunch of stuff and people are going to like you for it. Right. And you can be the people's champ. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are any more wiser. It doesn't mean that you are any more um, happy with your life. It doesn't mean that you're happy inwardly. Um, It just means that you are playing you're playing to the masses. And so I think that it's important to kind of, you know, kind of take a step back every now and again and really ask yourself is if the things that you're participating in, um, if that's really you, right? Is this really something that you are interested in doing? Um, The things that you do, how you act, how you feel, um, if you're actually really displaying that to other people. And if you're not, you should be asking yourself why, right? And so um, the important part of being authentic is is understanding that by doing so, right, you're going to attract, right, or ward off your, you know, the tribes that you belong to, you'll attract. The people that you don't um, belong to, you're more likely to ward them off, right? And so um, being around individuals and seeing how like people never have friends or like, I don't have any friends or I don't have anything to do. And and you start to ask them questions and you, you know, some of it can come from this idea of like, if you're not being real, if you're not being authentic, right, then you're around a bunch of people that ultimately you probably don't have much in common with. Like you don't connect with them. Obviously, they're not necessarily connecting with you, right? And so on some levels, um, tapping into your own desires, tapping into who you really are. um, And I'm not saying that your identity can't fluctuate and I'm not saying that those things can't change. um, But the essence of your being, right? What you really like, what you enjoy, who you are, how you handle situations, etc. All of that stuff is going to play a part in who you choose to be around and who chooses to be around you. And so I think, you know, in society we have come, you know, it's it's kind of like commonplace that we come to a place to where we, you know, we are constantly moderating and censoring ourselves, right? To be around people who ultimately do nothing for us. <laughs> 
like you know you're around people who who don't you don't have the same things in common right like why are you here and I don't think sometimes we don't ask ourselves those questions enough or we're so used to like not being like we don't want to this double negative like we don't want to not not be liked right and so we risk our own identities we risk our own desires we put them on the chopping block um for the sake of popularity and I think that that's problematic and so um you know, I think it's just important that we should be kind of looking at the ways in which we connect with individuals and then how those individuals also connect with us, right? Because if you're not real, if you're not authentic, and then you choose to be authentic, right? In an instance, then we get shocked when people don't want to be around us no more, right? So then I have this opportunity to kind of reveal myself, now, I've been playing a part and been doing something else all this time. And then to 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 finally show a piece of myself, who I really am, then I'm shocked that people don't want to be around me anymore. I'm shocked that, you know, people are not as interested in being my friend. They don't want to hang no more, right? And, you know, I think a lot of this kind of plays out. We say this a lot of times, particularly like in this, in this country. I don't know if it's like this in other countries because... That's not, I've never been there. Um, but, you know, it's like, don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics, right? Those are the things that you shouldn't talk about. But in my opinion, I think those are probably the things that we need to talk about more so than anything else, because those things kind of let you know where people's hearts are. Those things kind of let you know where people's values are. And it's a whole lot easier to weed out people who your values don't align with, right? Who the vision for your life doesn't align with. Um, And then it kind of avoids these shocks, right? These, I didn't know he was racist type, (laughs) type conversations that we so often find ourselves having today. Um, because we didn't, you know, no one was really showing their authentic or their true or their real selves, right? And I'm not saying that this stuff can't be scary because I think in some ways it can be, right? But being authentic is a high risk, high reward situation, right? And so taking that chance and saying, okay, this is who I'm going to be, like regardless of what anybody else says or regardless of what anybody else thinks, right, is a place of courage, right? And it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. And I'm not saying that you should like, you know, I'm not saying that people are out here necessarily kicking down doors like, boom, this is who I am. Um, But I do think that it's something that's worth revisiting and questioning um, at at least, at least, right, self-reflecting on whether or not, you know, whether or not this is something that um, that you are doing, whether or not this is something that um, that's being done around you. And I don't say this by like, I guess, you know, I'm not saying this like, oh, I have it all together or like I've been through this process and like this is this is the thing that's that's going for me right now, because that's not you know, that's not exactly the case either. It's something that I'm working through. It's something that I see, that I notice, right? And if I find something that's new, it's like when you go to the store, right? And you find something that's on sale, what you do? You go back, you tell all your friends who also might also, who also might be interested, right? In the same product, you say, listen, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is where the sale is, right? And it may be possible that you've seen the sale and you couldn't afford something, but it doesn't stop you from necessarily telling other people. And so for me, this is also a work in progress, Um, specifically looking at my own personal life and then understanding that one, yes, I am black. Two, yes, I am fat. 
three, yes, I am a woman, right? And so it's kind of like that triple doozy in some ways, right? And so you fight with this idea of like image impression or impression management, so to speak, right? Like I'm always, I'm super hyper-conscious about um, my identity and about the spaces that I occupy, particularly being in places like academia, right? And then coming from a background, like growing up in the projects and growing up in poverty and understanding, you know, connecting with Black culture in different ways, not saying that Black culture is a monolith, but saying that the culture by which that I connected with, right, is oftentimes the stereotypical idea of what, you know, what mainstream society gets about Black America, but also realizing that, hey, that is what helped create, shape, and mold me into the person that I, that I, that I am today, right? And so kind of having this, this connection back with Black culture and being in these predominantly white spaces, right? I have to ask myself on what level or to what degree, right? Am I willing to be authentic in front of these individuals? And I've kind of made up in my own heart and my own mind that I am not, (laughs) I'm not conforming to crap, okay? Like I am not going to change who I am as an individual. I'm not going to change um, my identity. I'm not hiding my background. You see what I'm saying? I'm not hiding my background just because I'm in front of a group of people um, that society says has a higher level of prestige um, than me or than the other people that, you know, or the places that I come from. No, I'm going to still be loud. Yes, I'm still talking slang, Ebonics, you call it whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, my hands move and flail whenever I talk. Yes, I do the the clapping of the hands thing. I'm not going to do it now because the mic is like right, you know, right in front of me. But you know what I mean? I'm hype about those things. I'm hype when I'm around my friends. We laugh, we joke, we smacking tables, whatever, right? And that's us. And I don't feel like I should have to hide that. Like, that's just who I am. And if they're interested in something like that, they'll connect with it. And if not, then that's not where I need to be anyway, right? Because I can't live my life being stuffed up around people for the sake of being acceptable, right? So now I'm like, you know, I'm holding back on who I really am, right? Tying down my own, you know, my own abilities to be open, right? To be free, to be carefree in some ways. Um, And I'm constantly monitoring those things in hopes of what? Like, why would I want to be around a group of people that don't relate to me? Why would I want to be around a group of people who can't appreciate who I am as an individual or can't appreciate my personality? Um, At the end of the day, that's just going to leave me in a place where I am not happy, right? Where I'm not being fulfilled, where I'm, you know, I can't wait to get out of my job. I can't wait to like you know, get home where I can be myself. And I think that has become such the norm in society. Like that's just how we live nowadays. And oftentimes people don't even, you know, it's like people don't even address it or, I mean, I think there's a sense of acknowledging it. You know, when we talk about code switching and we talk about all of that stuff, like the things that you have to do in mainstream society so that people don't think that you are the quote unquote, like stereotypical, like that black person, right? And so we spend all of our times trying to um, assimilate or ascribe to a certain personality about ourselves that in truth really ain't us and ain't us, right? And ain't nobody paying me no extra money to be an actress, right? Like I'm not 
getting paid extra money for that. And so you got to ask yourself on some level, like, what is this for? Like, what is the point? And I understand that in some ways it's about survival, right? And so if you are, you know, from different cultures where that is not something that is accepted in mainstream, like, or in mainstream society, like, you know, it's for sake of survival. It's for, it's for a job. Like some of the reasons why black women perm their hair is because it's survival, right? Like this idea that like, we really can't be ourselves. We really can't be authentic, um, and live our lives the way that we want to live our lives without being scrutinized or without it having like real world consequences. Right. And so I get that and I understand that, but at the same time, <laughs> I do in some ways um, seek to challenge the norm, right? Like challenge that idea that you have to be a particular type of way. And I say that because a lot of this only leads to like, you know, when we talk about mental health, when we talk about what it means to be, you know, the or what it means to be happy, but also the implications of what it means to put on. Like if you work 40 hours a week, then you putting on roughly five days out of seven, right? So you got to show up to your job and you got to do all this extra work, right? All this emotional labor where it's exhausting and it takes a toll on you. Like, you know, it takes a toll on you emotionally. It takes a toll on you psychologically, like to be in these spaces and to interact with people. And look, it's not just being black, like also being fat, because for some reason, or another I don't understand and I don't get um the it's almost I'm not fascinated with it but it also it takes me back like to see people get so angry about fat people being happy like it blows my mind like when some people see fat people being happy it like they blow their top it's like they cannot they cannot live in a world where something that has been deemed wrong right by society and like to see other people actually enjoying themselves um you know makes them feel I guess some type of way about it but kind of understanding that like all fat people don't want to don't want to be skinny don't want to be smaller like aside from like being skinny but all fat people don't want to be smaller in size some of us are perfectly fine with the way that we are right now like right now and and, and so kind of being um flooded with information or news constantly by mainstream society by people who are in your circles who always talk about weight loss always talk about the next diet always talk about how they don't like their hips how they don't like their belly how they don't you know how they can't wait to you know run once they get off of work they're gonna run these extra miles they're gonna do these squats all of this other stuff that's happening like when you have to constantly then you know, there's this, this idea that you can't push back against that, like, because then that makes you, you know, a bad person, all these assumptions that kind of run in line with what it means to be, um, to be fat in society, like, oh, well, you can't talk about not wanting to exercise, because then that means that you're lazy, oh, you can't talk about not wanting to, you know, participate in clean eating, because then that means that you don't care about your body, right, and all of these things, and so you find that the discourses in life kind of hinder us from being able to to fully express ourselves the way that we want to or the way that we need to right for our own mental health sake right for my ability to be okay and so now I gotta sit at work and be triggered by by a bunch of 
nonsense, right? By a bunch of, shoot, insanities and Weight Watchers and all of this other stuff because this is something that people don't oftentimes, but I don't think people think about. They just think everybody want to be smaller. Everybody on diets. Everybody want a smaller body. Everybody want to be skinny. Everybody want muscles. Nah, not really, guys. Not really. So I think that those things are are important. Um, and again, like I'm not saying that it's it's I'm not saying that it's easy, right? I'm not saying that you know this is like an easy feat that you should undertake in some ways. But I do think that it's necessary, right? Like I do think that it's necessary. And I think it's okay to to challenge the societal norms of what people say is is real or what people say is acceptable, especially especially when it has real life real world consequences on who you are as an individual, right? Like I'm not hiding my blackness for in, like I'm not no like I'm not hiding my blackness from people or from the, the the job that I work at or any of that stuff because my blackness has contributed to my success in ways that people will never understand in ways that people may never get and look it's not necessarily my responsibility to get it for you right or to help you understand it right but the same way people in mainstream society don't hide their heritage right they don't they don't you know nobody is taking a step back and not talking about their history right and so I'm not gonna hide my blackness like I'm not gonna not talk about my history even if that's my history that states that I used to live in the projects and had to learn how to survive by living in the projects like I'm not going to hide that part about my life because it's uncomfortable for people. Like, I don't have time for that. You see what I'm saying? Like, I just don't, right? And the way, and the ways in which I've learned to manage my life and the ways in which I've learned to organize myself, like a lot of that comes from my history. And a lot of that is rooted in blackness. And so I'm not going to change those things. I'm not going to switch up on those things like if I have to confront you, I have to confront you. I'm going to confront you based in, <laughs> based in like, you know, in a lot of ways, like by the ways in which I was taught. And I'm not saying, you know, I mean, there's a lot of assumptions that could be made about what that looks like and what that means. But what I'm saying is that I'm not hiding my heritage and I'm not hiding who I am because it's something that people are not familiar with or it's something that people are not, you know, people don't, people don't know about it. Like people didn't know about these Eurocentric values in the beginning either, but you know what happened? People taught them and they taught them so much that this has become the freaking norm in society. So if, 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 if people can be taught about Eurocentric values, surely, surely they can be taught about everybody else's culture, right? And if people can be taught about these stupid fat phobic ideologies, surely they can be taught about fat acceptance. Surely they can be taught about the things that pertain to other identities that are not considered mainstream, that are not considered, you know, the quote-unquote right way, the right way to live, right? And so, in my opinion, I just think that, like, in society as a whole, like, stuff just gets old, man. Like, in society, people can be, like, so two-faced. So we love celebrities who are, quote-unquote, down to earth. Like, that's just, like, oh, like, Beyonce, she's so, like, she's so real. She's so down to earth. Like, we love stuff like that. Like, right now, like, Cardi B, like, that's, like, she's 
you know, she's topping the charts or whatever. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, she brought, <laughs> she brought the hood to like, to music in some ways, right? Like during the summer, like she's that, you know, she is like Cardi B reminds me of a girl who used to live around, around the corner. Like, you know, everybody on the stoop, everybody laughing, joking, having a good time. Like that's Cardi B. You see what I'm saying? And everybody, for the most part, like people are loving that right now. People are embracing that. And that's like, you know, and that's cool or whatever. But it seems like when people take a step to be real, to be authentic in these smaller spaces, right? It's like everybody is side-eyeing them. Like, oh, you don't want to do that, right? Like, oh, you're going to get in trouble, that sort of thing. And it's like, no, you need to, in some ways, like challenge dominant discourses. You need to challenge what we know to be the quote-unquote norm, right? Like, because without that, and I'm saying this again, without that, you are putting your mental health at risk. Like, yeah, you put your mental health at risk every day being something that you're not, right? Like, us doing this, like, you know, like I said earlier, like, this idea of, like, cold switching or whatever else. But when you start to think about your personal life and you start to think about the ways in which you are constantly taught to put on, right? Like social media is like impression management 101, right? Like we are the PRs of our own life. Media, like news, like you are the news source for your own life. You put out an image, you put out what what, what you want other people to know about you, what you want other people to think about you, and that's what you run with, right? And so it's like, if we're doing that, if we're constantly doing that, when are we really connecting or re- connecting with ourselves to be authentic, to make sure that we're being authentic, to use our superpowers so that we find our tribe, so that we can expel the energy in the right direction, right? So that we are uplifting the people we need to uplift, so that the the, the right people are uplifting us the way that we need to be uplifted. Because I truly believe that, you know, we are not, humans have not been designed to live on this earth and like be by themselves all the time. Now me, I'm good with being like, sometimes being alone is what I prefer. I do stuff by myself. I tell them, tell nobody I'm doing nothing. I'm just out and about. Nobody knows, right? They just find out after the fact. Because for me, being alone sometimes is the way that I recharge. It also helps me kind of think, helps me be self-reflective. Like I can spend time with myself. I can figure out, question myself. Now, Joey, why'd you do that? Joey, why do you feel this way? That sort of thing. And it's hard to do that when other people are in the room. So it's good to kind of be by yourself sometimes, take a load off, de-stress, that sort of thing. But in the grand scheme of things, I think that we do need each other. And I think that, you know, we do find ways in which to connect with one another. Uh, And so by being authentic and by being real, by being honest with yourself about yourself and then being sure of those things help you to be honest with other people, help you to kind of stand in a place to where you can, you know, be real and be genuine with other people. And as a result, then you get what you need from your tribe. Like you get what you need from those people who are around you. And I feel like oftentimes we don't think about this stuff enough. Like we don't do it enough. And so as a result, it's like, well, I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. I don't have anybody I can connect with. I don't have any of those, you know, any of the things that are not any, but 
some of the things that are super meaningful for connection. And sometimes, not saying all times, because some people can be jerks, but sometimes I think that does kind of, it, 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 you see all those stutters? That's a mess. It connects back, it connects back to what you are putting out, right? So if you put out bad energy, if you, you know, if you put out these things, like, it's hard for you to expect that you're going to get good things back. Right. And it's also the same way if you are putting out an image that you're not that that's not real, that's not authentic, then what's going to wind up happening is that you are going to draw individuals who don't necessarily connect with you and they can't connect with you because what you're putting out doesn't connect with you. Right. And so I just think that it's important, man. I just think, you know, I think it's important. It's something that um, personally, I think that I'm going to work on more something that I want to work on more, being authentic, being honest, being real, being genuine, Um, not just with myself, but with other people, you know, and not being afraid of like the fall away, because I think like that's the other part of this, right? So if I'm real and if I'm honest and if I'm genuine, if I show people who I really am, I'm gonna lose friends, right? If If I tell people what I really think about them, right, I'm gonna lose friends, and nobody wants to lose friends. But here's the, the here's the million dollar, like, here's the golden ticket, right? Like, if people can't take you being real, then are they really your friend anyway, right? Like, if people can't take you being real, like, is there really a connection there in the first place? And I think those are things that are important. Like, those are things that we should be asking ourselves, right? Like, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm cool as a breeze with being, you know, close to three to four people, right? And there's like millions and millions and millions of people on this planet. But I'm good with three to four. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can connect with a bunch of different people, right? But when we talk about like my tribe, like the people that I'm home with, the people that, you know, that I know I can build with, like those individuals, yeah, it's a small number. Like it's a very, it's a fairly small number. And that's not to say that other people don't need bigger numbers, but that's what I'm learning about myself, right? Like quality over quantity every day, all day, right? I'd rather have relationships that are meaningful. I'd rather be around two to three people that I know I can call on if something goes wrong. People that get me, people that understand me, people that rock with me, like I'd rather have that than have a hundred of hundreds of people, right? that I play to the masses for that at the end of the day, they have no connection with me whatsoever. They don't know what I like. They don't know who I am. They don't know what makes me click, tick, talk, whatever, right? Like they don't know me and I don't really know them, right? And so that's, I keep saying that's the other part. There's another part, right? Because knowing yourself also helps you to get up from tables that you personally don't belong, don't belong at, you know what I mean? And so then you start to realize like, oh, I'm expending energy in these places that are not necessary. So let me get my stuff. Let me pack up. Let me go on about my business and about my life, right? And it's not necessarily always a bad thing. It's just understanding like where you fit, but you can't know where you fit without being authentic. Like you can't know those right places for you if you can be real, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, okay, if I can be authentic, if I can be real with myself, if I can be real with myself, then I can be true to myself and I can have a strength within myself, right? 
that helps me to be real with others. And as I'm real with others, then I know who I attract and who I don't, right? I know where I fit and I know where I don't, right? And as a result, this is why, or this is how authenticity becomes my superpower, right? Because authenticity helps me to navigate my life in my best interest, right? It helps me to situate myself in places where I'm going to be a help to people, right? And not a hindrance. It's also gonna help me see where other people may be a hindrance to me and not a help. And so then I can avoid those places without having to bump my head, without having to hit, you know, these these walls or these these walls of heartache, so to speak, right? I'm going to avoid a whole lot of drama and a whole lot of frustration by being honest, right? By being real. And it sucks because in this society, we've been taught for so long, like, white lies aren't real lies, right? Like, no, they don't really hurt anybody. They don't, you know, this sort of thing. Like, we do a lot of saving face in this country, right? It's about, like, shielding failure, right? It's about shielding, like, the parts of yourself that you don't want other people to know or other people to see, but that also becomes problematic because if you can't tell the difference between somebody saving face or not, then what winds up happening is that you start to accept people and their fakeness. You start to accept people and they're putting on, right, as something that's genuine and real. And it leaves you wanting because they can't fulfill something in you, right, or they can't give you. I shouldn't say, I'm not saying that people necessarily make you who you are, but we get stuff from each other. We get energy from each other. We get resources from each other, right? And so if I put myself in a position like, oh, I love beef, I love beef, but I really love chicken. You see what I'm saying? And then like, I'm, I really love chicken, but I'm at the beef, at the beef place with the beef producer. Like he going to give me all this beef and I ain't going to want none of this beef. Like, cause in my heart, I really want chicken. Right. And so that analogy was a stretch, but I know y'all understand. <laughs> I know y'all understand what I'm saying, right? So it's like understanding and, and, and realizing that being real is kind of like the key to living, right? It's not just something that you beat your chest about, but like if you can learn how to be real, how to be genuine, how to be honest, right? Like it'll unlock so many doors in your life. Like you will have, you know, like that supervision that you didn't have before. You'll be able to see things that you weren't able to see before, right? You'll be able to navigate places that you weren't able to navigate before because you're true to yourself. You're being real with yourself. And it's okay to be like, yeah, no, I'm not into that. Yeah, no, I'm not interested. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go here, right? And I'm not saying like, I mean, if be if you being real is a jerk, then I think like that's the, you know, you need to do some self-reflection on that part as well. But to understand that being honest about who you are, regardless of what that is, should not necessarily be covered, right? If you don't like who you are, if you don't like, you know, and I'm not talking about stuff that you can't change, right? I'm saying like, if you have a bad attitude or something like that, I mean, you can change those things. You can work on those things. But that doesn't mean that you should not be authentic. It doesn't mean that you should not be real. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be honest about yourself, right? It just means that there are things that you need to work on. And we all need to work on stuff. I think we all need to learn how to be less crummy humans. <laughs> ah, less crummy humans. We need to learn how to not, you know, how to be less crummy as individuals. How to be a little bit more 
compassionate, have a little bit more empathy, um, understanding that, you know, our lives can turn in a split second, right? The people who are experiencing flooding all over the world, um, the same hurricane that hit Sierra Leone is the same hurricane that hit Texas is the same hurricane that hit South Asia is the same hurricane that hit Barbados, right? And so when we start to understand that in a lot of ways that we are all connected and that our lives can change in a matter of hours, um, I think that, you know, it calls for greater compassion and it calls for empathy because you never know when it might be you. You never know when you might need, you know, your everything that you have is wiped out. Right. But at the same time, if you are self-reflecting and you realize that you are selfish. Right. Like there's room for improvement. Right. If you are super judgmental, there's room for improvement. We all need work. We all are working. We all are striving. Um, at least I hope that we're striving to understand, you know, understand life a little bit more because we don't have it figured out. It's like being on Facebook sometimes. It's like watching people grow by the hour. And y'all, it is hideous. Like, (laughs) it's just like, okay, so turn it off, like log off and come back in two hours, like not two hours, like in two years, like, you know, like that sort of thing. But it just shows that we don't know what we're doing right? Like we are figuring out life as it moves. And our parents didn't have social media to document it. I'm sure they figured out the same way, right? And so I guess that's just my encouragement, my encouragement for today, for tomorrow, or whenever you happen to pick up this recording and listen to it. Perhaps I will listen to this years from now and be like, man, it's some bull. Maybe, but maybe not, right? Because this is where I am right now. Right. And so I wanted to share that with y'all. Episode eight. (sighs) I feel like I've been doing this for so long that I'm only on episode eight. But it's cool. It's cool. I'm working it out. I'm working it out. So, yeah, I guess that concludes my uh, this probably was like a semi rant in some ways. But this concludes episode eight. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, As always, you can find me on Facebook, right? Under Fresh Out the Cocoon. I'm on Twitter under FOTC underscore podcast. Instagram, Fresh Out of the Cocoon. Um, I also added an additional Instagram page um, simply for the t-shirts because I think things were getting muddled on one Instagram um, profile. And so if you're interested in t-shirts, interested in that, that is um, on Instagram at FOTC underscore T's, T-E-E-S. Um, and we got new T's and we got new designs. So that's fun. And I'm excited about that. You can also vis- uh, visit the website at freshoutthecocoon.com. And yeah, I mean, as always, I'm on all these all these platforms. So SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Google Play. So yeah, um, I hope that everybody has a great day. I hope that you enjoy your Labor Day, um, the rest of your Labor Day weekend. Um, Most of us have off tomorrow. If you don't have off tomorrow, I will eat a hot dog in your honor. Whoop, whoop. Listen to some oldies. And so yeah, as always, be you and stay fresh. Oh yeah!